Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Cult of SMMI. I am your host Scott Mort. Uh, this has been this has been a bit of a weird one. I'm I'm sure a lot of you noticed that there was no episode last week. This episode had a lot of editing. Uh, there were some heavy, heavy subjects I had to do because of YouTube policy. I had to do a lot of censoring and that took a lot of editing time. Um, I think if you're of anywhere from average intelligence on up with, which honestly, all of you seem that you are, I have a very, very intelligent audience I think you'll figure out what the censored words are. However, I, I do have already have one strike against this channel. And sadly, I can't afford another. Uh, the strike that I have up there, it's definitely doesn't belong there. I've appealed it. It's no good will come of it. No good will come of it. So... If you want the whole story, then I implore you, head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts, what have you. The less edited version will be over there. There's still going to be a fair amount of censorship. And after the show, we'll, we'll talk more about that. I, I have a little bit of a, a rant, if you'll indulge me. Uh... So you're going to get, if you go over to, to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, what have you, you're going to get about 15 minutes more of this show. With that in mind, trigger warning. There is going to be, uh, there's going to be talk of unaliving. There is going to be talk of SA. It kills me to censor, censor this stuff. But you, you do have the right to know that these things are coming up. I think, I think we all knew that this was coming up. On to this week's episode. Now we go into phase two of the weirdness. Um, we got... Okay, so now my middle sister and I are on this. We're trying to figure this out. We get a caseworker from the, from the state. She hates my guts for some reason. I don't know why, but we're not getting along. And we're trying to deal with this. And again, this is all at my mom's house because Teresa's at my mom's house. So we're trying to figure this out. And to make a long story short, it was kind of like this battle to prove coercion. The big thing was coercion on my, that my sister Teresa was, co was coercing my mother into financial dealings and not getting care. Okay. That was what we were really hammering for. So uh, side note for the fun of it. I remembered going to see my mom at the house. <laughs> I get there and there's this young woman at the side of my mom's bed with a guitar singing and playing for her. Now, that's a noble thing. And maybe one day I will even do it to play for hospice patients. But I'm, I kind of, almost, I, it took every ounce of energy to, to go like, 
hey, mom, don't you know you got somebody in-house that does this? You know, I can play. Do you think my guitar playing sucks so bad that you have to outsource to somebody else? Um, so I just let it slide, but I'm like, really? You got you have to outsource to somebody else? I could, you know, you, you do know your son's a guitar player. Maybe you don't, whatever. So here's what happened in this long chain of events, in this weird chain of events. Um, it is decided that this that the state that will have a surprise inspection for this situation. So they come in and they surprise you. So like if you know it's coming, it's like a restaurant inspection. If you know it's coming, you clean the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> so they do want to do a surprise inspection of my mom to catch it off guard, see what's up. So it was one, I forgot what happened, but it was, we had this meeting at my mom's house and I'm like, okay, so it'd be a surprise meeting. And okay. So my middle sister is there on there and we're talking to the caseworker and then it's kind of, it's kind of inferred said this, it's, it's going to go down. I can't tell you when I'm like, okay, fine, but it's going to go down soon. We should tell us. I don't care. So but I'm like, okay, it's going down. What? So I figured, okay, finally it's going to come down. They're going to do it. They're going to pop by it you know, the next morning at random. Everyone's going to be caught off guard. My mom hopefully will spill her guts. And every now, let me also state that the house did not look in ill repair. I mean, it was fine. I mean, you drive by it, it's fine. You go in, it's fine. So everything was fine and, and hygienic. I don't want to make it seem like it was, it was a madhouse, but it was the coercion was the problem. So I'm thinking everything is great. It turned out, I, and again, I don't know how this happened. I don't know whether it was some strange, demonic, weird, psychic force, but <clears throat> somehow Teresa got, a, got wind of the fact that the next morning the state was going to show up. She gets on the phone with a lawyer, I think in Princeton, who was working pro bono for her because of, you know, she was also involved in the cult in like a subsection. Uh, and so they're talking about what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do. My sister, Teresa, keeps my mother up all night long hammering the crap out of her to let her, to tell her what to say and what to do when, when they come in the morning. So sure enough, they come in the morning, they show up, how does your daughter, Teresa, please go to another room. They ask my mom alone, how's your, what, is your, what is your daughter like? She's an angel. Boom, done. So I got screwed again. Um, we, so I was like losing my brain. Like I, I couldn't, I, I, was, I was getting shot down. Like what is going on here? So I, I decided, okay, let me call the diocese. So I called the diocese of the touching. I think I emailed them first, and I called them, and I'm like, "Hey, look, like, you have a nun in your in your diocese. She lives, you know, the diocese. In case for your for those playing the home game, a diocese is like a territory. Like, so in other words, like the diocese of a touch and takes care of a bunch of towns around that area. And there's diocese of Newark, whatever. It's like it's like that's that's the bishop's territory, the turf. They got to take care of that. They got to see what's going on. They got to make it. You know, that's their territory." So if something goes on in their turf, they're the ones responsible. Okay. So I call them up and I 
then I tell them what's going on. Then I get handed over to the legal team as a guy, as a man, as a lawyer. She goes, hey, tell me what's going on. So I tell him, like, look, I got, I got a, my sister's a nun. She's in your diocese. She's not, she's not of your diocese because she's of this other new order I can't even find the name of online. But she was Sisters Minor of Mary Immaculate. She's in your diocese in South River. She's tried to murder my mom twice. My, my wife and my other sister have seen this happen. And he goes, do you have any police reports? And I go, well, no, but it wasn't that way. He goes, no, we can't help you. Here's the kicker. Ready, Scott? Ready. He goes, you ready? He goes, yeah, well, we've seen this happen before, but normally it's after the mom's dead. Like, what the? <laughs> like the guy literally said, yeah, I've, I've seen this before, but we usually find out after the, after the mom's dead. So this is, this is not uncommon. Another nun or two had killed their moms to get the cash. And I'm like, so you're telling me you know this happens. You're telling me I'm telling you exactly that it is happening, and you're telling me you're not going to do anything. He goes, you go, no police sports can't help you. I'm like, can you just talk to him now? Click. What? It's, <laughs> it's in my research, it is not hard to even do like a cursory search. Like you can find very little about the sisters minor of Mary yeah. Immaculate, but yeah. you can find a lot about the abuse. I found I found one one case, and I'm not going to give this lady's name. Um, yeah, but this, uh, according to her, uh, she was held hostage by them in Connecticut. She had originally mm -hmm. been invited to go on a retreat before going off to school in Europe. Now, this woman, she had been a devout Catholic, never had any intention of being a nun. Uh, your sister, Sister Teresa had yeah. tricked her into believing it would be a safe way for for her to see the East Coast. And this yep. was a month or a week before 9-11, the 9-11. Oh, yeah. I, I know her, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Teresa, yeah I know her. Yeah, yeah, Teresa holds her a lot longer. Teresa cancels her flight, kept canceling yep. her flight, yep. and mm -hmm. would come to this young lady's room every yes. night telling her no man will ever want you you're not marriage yes. material and complain that your skirts are too short you and not allow mm -hmm. her food not allow her to read no air mm -hmm. conditioning for for her on the hot days and yep this is this was an italian woman who was who was visiting oh yeah who was uh, allowed to do whatever she wanted but that wasn't her Ter teresa would constantly compare compare this young lady to the Italian girl. Finally, finally, the mother finds out, mm -hmm. threatens to call the police. Teresa takes her for a scheduled flight. And yeah, that yeah, right. yeah, it's That's, that that checks all the boxes. dude. I think yeah. I know this person not well, <clears throat> but I, I know that story. I think I talked to her one time that, that everything you said checks all the boxes uh, and then some. Yeah, that's a totally on point. It's totally what I've heard from other women. Totally. I've heard starvation, uh, deprivation, uh, food, uh, food, food, well, star the, uh, that whole thing, but eating rotten food. Um, oh, I, oh, what else? Oh, uh, f physical abuse. Oh, my God. Being kicked downstairs. Uh, a bunch of stuff. I've heard, I mean, everything and then some. I mean, it, it changes you. So, no, that, it's spot on, dude. I mean, it's spot on what you're saying. Like, that. that's right. And there's more. 
But again, please understand at the time when I'm dealing with my, my mom on hospice. Oh yeah, I knew, this, none, I, knew I knew I knew none of this. This you was find me. this was this was not for you to investigate. This is <laughs> this was for the diocese. This was for yes. the bishops to investigate. This well, wasn't knew, this wasn't they, your yeah. responsibility. Your your mother was your responsibility. Right. right. Not, well, they knew. Actually, they knew. Here's well, let me, I won't get ahead of myself, but you'll see you'll see where the thread is going. So watch watch this one. So. I, I was screwed. I'm like, well, I got to save my mom. And my, the whole thing was, I got to save my mom. And if I'm going to be honest with you, it was like, at, the, at that time, I'm like, Teresa needs psychiatric care. She, that's my goal. She needs psych care. She, get her a psych ward. Right? At that point in 2011, that was my focus. So I'm like, I've got, the diocese won't listen to me. Oh, okay, here's what I'm going to do. She, Teresa was teaching in South Jersey somewhere at, at a parish, right? Again, she's a good teacher. This is the one thing that she it was, maybe still, I don't know. She's a teacher. So I I get a, a letter, and I write down everything that happened, and I, I say, dear, to whom I concerned, or dear pastor, and I write this letter about everything that happened, about the SMMI, about what I know, and I send it to my friends in Connecticut, and I go, hey, can you read, I think I asked them to read it over before I sent it, because I didn't want to screw them over, because like, they're my friends, and I'm like, if I, did I get this right? I don't want to screw up and have you, you know, take any. If I get something wrong, it's going to domino out and affect you. They go, they were like, "Can we have a copy?" I'm like, "You can have as many copies as you want." And they sent one to Rome. So, I wound up having enough frequent flyer points on my credit card after decades of having it to go to Hawaii. So my wife and I go to. So we have this trip to Hawaii. So, I send the letter out on a Tuesday priority mail. It gets there on Thursday. We're leaving on Friday, okay? To the to, to, to the pastor of the parish where my sister is, to, where Teresa is at, right? <laughs> so we send, so I send it, and they don't tell me they got it. Nothing, okay? They figured they'd call me up, be like, Mr. Kovac, can we talk to you? Nothing. So Friday, because, you know, because we're on the East Coast, we got to go from the East Coast to, uh, to San Francisco, then San Francisco, take a flight to Hawaii. So... Our cell phones are cell phones are turned off in you know on the east coast. <laughs> then we we stop in Hawaii and we get out and I open I turn my phone on and it's like like five messages. Like, what the hell? I mean, you know, I'm like, so I turn I'm like, and it's my middle sister screaming at me. She oh. is screaming at me like what? The hell? I'm like, this is my middle sister, not Teresa, my middle sister. I'm like, what in the what? So I'm like, oh, and I knew what happened. I kind of figured it out. It was pretty easy, but, but it, here's what it had happened. <laughs> While I was in flight, Teresa came home. She spent the weekends at my mom's with her sidecar person, her, her side culty assistant, I guess, or whatever we want to call it. So she came back to the house. Teresa came back to my mom's house and went berserk. She went insane. Why? Because the pastor read the letter to her asking what was up. Didn't ask me, I read it to her. And I didn't know what the deal was because it, it, it turned. So, so everything is now going insane at my mom's house. And I'm like, I, oh, oh, I'm here. I don't, I don't care. I'm like, I've done my best. This is the best that I can do. You know, so here's what caused my sister Teresa to go insane. 
because I know how to work, I think I knew how to work the system. I put one sentence in there. It was while there is well, there has been no known comma. Remember, no known. There has been a physical or whatever, right? So I had a couple of things. I had nothing, but I, I, I couldn't say she was a mistress. I had no idea. I just knew that, you know, a couple of things that I'd read online that were really hard to find. But that one phrase, caused her to freak out. Now, you're saying to yourself, but why? Why would the priest not call you up <laughs> and let her deal with this instead of you? Because it turns out the priest had had a lawsuit about having relations with, I think, a seminarian or something. It was a lawsuit oh. that's on the book somewhere. We had found that out later. My other sister found that out later. I was like, oh, that makes sense why he didn't want to, he wanted to cover it up. Right. He was right. on the hook for something. He was on the hook for something. So um, so we're out there, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm in Hawaii. And then, like, at three, two in the morning, two in the morning, Hawaii time, I get a call from my middle sister, and she's like, hey, you know, mom's in the hospital. I'm like, but how, like for like what? Well, she spiked 103 plus fever, and it turns out she had a, a UTI, which is super common for people who are you know, invalids or don't walk around much. So my mom had to sign away her, her hospice to get to get treatment because you wouldn't get treatment. You would just you know take pain meds and you die because you're in hospice. So she signed away her hospice while I was away. So that that flipped, but then that opened another door to 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 something else so this thing kept on shifting all the time so so she tried to kill her twice and it didn't work and my mom bailed herself out the second time but she would have cashed out because there's a bottle of morphine in the fridge i remember my other sister called me up and was like, there's a bottle of morphine in the fridge and i was like kind of get rid of it don't keep it there she will use it at some point so um so because at that point in 2011 they would you know they'd keep a a, 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 a small bottle of morphine for a drip, you know. Now they don't do that. It's it's different, but I, I don't think they do it. But so there you go. So that's up to that point. <laughs> so that's <laughs> old, that's 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 not even a year in. It got darker the year after that. That's that's when it got really dark. That's when I'll I'll, I'll I don't remember a lot. I actually blocked a lot of it out. But again, this is why I'm, I'm God. God bless you for letting me talk about it because I want people to know is because the worst part was that no one would listen. Right? Um, it was horrible, and that's when I became like because no one would listen to me, and I knew there was these problems with these nuns. So I was like, so I think it was the next year is what I, and no one really knows about this. So here you go. But one person I think does, but I kept it to myself. I I I decided to. This is rough. Okay, I'll say it. I I you, decided to you take to take all the time you need. If you no, need, I'll just say if you need a ten minute break or what have you. No, you no, no, right no, 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 no. There's a freedom in this. There's a freedom in telling the truth, and I owe it. I owe it to everybody that helped me out to do. It, is I decided, and this is all a true story. I decided to. I was going to call a sandwich, but I had to do it in a way that was going to raise awareness of this problem. You have to do something in public to somehow with a note attached to you to signal that I did this because of this. So there'll be an investigation. And I, I would, and I was like, cause I'm like, my music career kind of sucks right now. And my mom is at the hands. And by the way, caretakers are good women. I will just say good, honest, hardworking caretaking women 
are coming and going at my mom's house. They just cannot deal with my sister. They get conned into the job, and then she won't pay. And, just, and these are these are really nice, good, good religious women who just bail after like six months. You know, they love my mom, they care for, her, but they can't deal with it there. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll, how can I? But you got to have a note attached to you or something that will say, I, you know, you have to make. I want to make a statement. Like, and it was very dark because there was no way out. No, the church wouldn't listen to me. No one listened to me. It was just bad across the board. And I was, I was, well, else? but I kept it to myself. And I don't know what turned. I'll look through emails and I can know what turned. But it was my mom was coming back in the hospital. But some, but through through divine intervention, grace, the love of friends, something, whatever, my wife, something shifted like a quarter of a degree, and I kind of I realized that wasn't going to work. And then right as the move was happening, and I promise you, this is true. I was looking online, and there was a story. I promise you, this is true. There was a guy who was he was the owner of a, a hotel chain or a hotel or something. because of some organization, some person, something evil, and it was a small little blurb, and nothing came of it. It was forgotten in an instant, and I was like, "Oh, God!" It's like God threw me a warning, like. You know, Kovacs, stay in the game. You'll be of more use because what you thought was going to be going to cause it didn't. So this yeah. guy literally martyred himself for a cause of evil, and it and it. I don't even remember the guy's name. It wasn't. It just it just never happened. Never bloomed. So it, I won't say it was for nothing, but it didn't get the result he wanted. And I'm like, okay, I'm staying in the game. <laughs> that was a big warning. Yeah, for for anybody that, out there, for anybody out there that's listening, who's who's going through that situation, please go out stay, and get help. Stay in yeah, the game. yeah. Get go out, get help. Talk to somebody. Talk to write it. Even if you can't talk, write a journal. Write. That's what saved saved me was writing. Keep, you know, find find a good therapist. Find somebody. There are people be out there. Um, and, and it, 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 there is hope. I'll, let me be the beacon for that. It's like there, there's hope. If you don't, I, I did not see it for a long time, but I promise you, if you just hang in there, get to the ne- get to the next dawn. Twenty-four that is my request. Help is available twenty-four hours 24/7. a day. Just call. It's very simple. Nine eight eight. And even even if you're not fighting a battle like this, number one, if you are fighting a battle like this. Don't remove yourself because that's what the opposing side wants. If you are just dealing with depression, if you're dealing with a rough life, trust me, once again, please call 988. Now, Zeus does not take the pain away. All that's going to do is magnify it and disperse it to those that love you the most. And somebody does care. Somebody does care. People, people People do care and... It's strange to to confess this, um, but it is. I've had friends. You get so blind, you get so consumed. I should say by by the situation you're in. The best, I think, I put in a spoken word piece is get to the next dawn. You can make it to the next dawn. Just get to that. Get to that point. You'll make it. I promise you. It. It's. It. There is. There is hope. Believe me, there there is. If I mean, if I can somehow have found a way out of this, I assure you that that you you can too. And not I'm, I'm not comparing contrasting tragedies, but your sorrow 
thinking no one cares, people do care, and you are val if you are valuable because you, you're, you're you're valuable. If you if you are so sensitive and so compassionate and and full so full of sorrow, you're needed on this planet. You're needed in the in the most infin infinite way to to feel that and care for others because most people don't care for others. At least I mean I maybe not most, but you know what I mean. There there are a certain subset out there. Not, number one, we have this thing in our society where we're trained not to be selfish. Anybody that's going through this, now's the time to be selfish. There's nothing wrong with being selfish. It's, well, you know, you get the help that you deserve. And well, I, I think, it, yeah, get the help you deserve. And by the way, I don't know why I think mental for mental stuff. You know, look, I did reach out. See, the thing is, like, I think the other thing is, like, I did try to get to, I mean, in the, in the beginning, I was reaching out to people and and nothing was happening. But if my situation was weird, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I did reach out. I'm like, I need help. <laughs> and it was like, but I, but I think they do like, why with mental illness, why we don't see it like everything else? Like, gee, you know, my my tooth hurts so much so that it, my eyeballs are coming out of my skull. Maybe I should go see a dentist or, you know, I've got 103 fever. Maybe I should go see a doctor. Why not going? I'm so depressed and anxious. Why suffer? Go go talk to somebody. I can't deal with the trauma. Go talk to somebody. You know? And sometimes, sometimes the weirdest things help. I am a big proponent of EMDR, uh, the eye movement desensitization oh, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 reprocessing. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh my heavens! Good stuff. Good good uh, stuff. Really, that worked for a friend of mine really well. Works it works for me. Works for my wife. Uh, yeah, oh, great. it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, we have a, we have a therapist here in town. I, I don't think he'll mind me dropping his name. Frank Colosimo. Uh, Frank Colosimo does he did EMDR on me one session. He does repeat sessions on my wife. Works amazingly well. And wow, just okay. just the nicest guy in the world. Honest to God, oh, just the on. nicest guy in the world. Oh no, rock on. And there are good nice people out there. That let me. I'll roll back a second just to kind of with this point was when my mom was in rehab, I, <clears throat> my mom was in rehab, they had a psychologist going around because she, she, she would be visiting. She wouldn't be there full time, but she'd be a couple times a week and she'd be there to evaluate people, see if they're compass mentis, see about their psych stuff, whatever was needed. Right. So this woman was about, imagine Dr. Ruth Westheimer, if you are old enough to remember that, but on steroids and like across between her and the Punisher. I mean, she did not take, <laughs> she did not take, you just looked at you kind of like, yes, ma'am. Yeah, she just had this presence of like, do not mess with me. And I'll leave. So, so what it was, it was one day, this is before, <clears throat> I think this was before the, the whole thing were with, with the contract, with the lawyer and stuff, but whatever, she was still there. This woman comes, so I'm there on a Friday. My middle sister is there. My mom is there, and I'm visiting. You know, before I got to go teach, and this woman comes in and goes, uh, "Excuse me, I'd like to just talk to Michael for a second. Uh, just, just him alone. I'll, be, I'll just, just borrow for a second. I'll be right back. I'll bring him back." And my middle sister's like, hey, "Can I come too?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no. You just stay there. You just, you just stay there. Just, well, I'll be right back. Don't worry about it." So 
I go out, we go out of the door, go into the center area, you know, we're, we can't be seen or heard, and she looks at me square in the face and goes, okay, look, you're the sane one, okay? I don't know what is going on with, with this. I mean, the eldest one, the weird, the, the nun thing, I don't know what that's about. I don't even want to go there, okay? But your, your mom, she pits you against each other. You kids, you forget it. You, you, you're the sane one. I got to talk to you. And at that moment, I was, Scott, you'll understand, I, I was like, well, I don't need a Grammy. I don't need any award for my work ever. <laughs> I have been, my life has been validated. But that validation of someone, that saved my life. Literally having that person come understand the situation and say that. Yeah. She I've, saved me. You know what I'm saying? So I've, I've had a similar... Now, now for my rant. I think that the YouTube censorship policy is doing more harm than it is good. Whenever we speak of unaliving, we know exactly what we're talking about. You know it. I know it. It's just a prettier word for the same thing. And the comedian George Carlin once said that if you take the pain out of the word, that a lot of the times you take away the urgency of that word. I think we, I think we as a society and we as creators need to have a long discussion about the real harm that censoring these words can do. Whenever you soften the language, you, you dull down the urgency of the problem. And I think that little bit of discomfort is worth getting the real help that you get in the end. It's like, it's like getting, I can't even use that word anymore, the V word because of the ridiculous way society is. It's like, I'll have to put it as getting a tooth filled, right? Whenever you get that injection of anesthetic to get that tooth filled or pulled, you're putting up with a little pain now to get a much better result later. And I think that whenever we take away the pain of these words, we soften them up. We're taking away the benefits that the urgency of that word creates. That's neither here nor there. Ran over. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I know this was a tough episode, especially if you're listening on on one of the other platforms, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, what have you. And I thank you for hearing me out. There will be another episode next week. Thank you once again. Take care of yourselves and each other. Uh